0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Highly Inspired. I'm Ella. And I'm Jordan. Um, what we want to talk about this week is as the U.S. has kind of become more secular, we've been looking to fill this void of wanting to idolize either an entity or some kind of higher being. And I think for thousands of years, you um, you know, anywhere ranging from the Egyptians to the Jews, to the Greeks, to the Romans, um, people all throughout history have either had gods or some sort of royalty to put on a pedestal and look up to. And I think Americans, because we don't have this mandated ruler king, and we don't have this mandated religion, you know, it's okay to be an atheist here. We've replaced that, that longing, that void for, um, you know, a, a royalty figure with celebrities. And that's worked for us for a really long time it's been fun to have celebrities around I like celebrities you like celebrities it's nice watching mm-hmm. you know things like the Met um, Gala and the Emmys and that sort of thing and, and even like the presidential stuff but I think in the last few years with cancel culture I've been kind of seeing the true colors of some of these celebrities and now it's to the point where everything's kind of out in the open in terms of some of their characters um, you know it, we're starting to question okay do we really want to be putting these people on pedestals and what does that
1: even mean, you know? Uh, wow, um, great intro. <laughs> um, that is such a good conclusive understanding of what we want to talk about today. Um, I, I have noticed the same similar patterns and I think a lot corresponds to that inner longing that we're built with that is so ingrained in us psychologically, emotionally, and socially that we always want to direct attention to other people we're so invested in. And I don't know if it's rooted in like us wanting to compare ourselves to others or um, accepting defeat that others are better. And that makes us feel okay. Or just true fandom worshiping. I don't, I don't know. I think there's probably a combination of reasons why that is in us. Um, But yeah, uh, I think that the, that say the reality of us putting that worshiping desire into celebrities and these people that are in the public eye right now, I mean, it's undeniable and it's only increasing as like religion has been pushed out of our society more and more every, every week, month, year. Yeah. Um, So it's definitely an important conversation to be having right now. And it's an observation that we shouldn't just be saying, Oh, well that's just how it is. Like celebrities, that's just Mm -hmm. how a society is like, uh, but yeah, when we see these parallels to previous societies, previous cultures, previous centuries where um, it's all all it is is just changing the title of, say, an emperor a god or a deity, like Mm -hmm. a celebrity is like a very similar, I think, synonym. Um, Yeah,
0: I mean, we've even, I mean, for example, we've even brought in the royals into our celebrity world in America with the Meghan Markle and the Harry uh, situation. (laughs) So I think that, yeah, I think that they're a special case scenario
1: (laughs) because they actually do have the title of being technically royalty yeah. or used to ex royalty, yeah, but then also the celebrity title too, yeah. They're so like kind of like both, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But I think you're right. I think it's it's in our it's in our DNA to an extent. So some of it isn't fully controllable, but I think it is good that we check ourselves. Um, you know, I mean, this goes back in time all the way back to, I mean, even like think about the Greeks and the Greek gods and goddesses. I mean, they were worshipped so much. And not all of the Greek gods were great. I mean, Zeus would cheat on his wives all the time and mm-hmm. like have all these random kids mm-hmm. and um would like come down to earth and like mess with kind of the the peasants. Like I yeah. have to say, like, I mean, you know, Zeus wasn't a real person, but that was kind of how things went. And people still would go to these temples and worship these statues of these gods that they believed like would come down and kind of mess up their society. Um, So it's definitely in our DNA and it's something that we um, have the opportunity to kind of push back about back on because there's no i mean we don't have to worship these celebrities there's there's no law that says we have to do that it's definitely our choice and sometimes it can it can be fun like i i think it's good to have culture and i think it's good to have music and all that stuff i do too um but you know you can still respect the art without being without like totally obsessing over the celebrity and thinking that they're perfect and having to put kind of your um morals with them you know
1: yeah and and not forget that they're still human. Yes. That they're cellular just like we are and they're not aliens from another higher <laughs> planet in terms of being better than us or smarter yeah. than us or cooler than us. I think we have a tendency to um put our, like just think of ourselves as lesser than these people that are these famous celebrities that have talent. And yeah, I mean, mus- I love music. I like good acting. I like to watch good cinema. I like to, um, I don't know, even podcasters. I think that anyone in the public eye can be grouped into a lot of these categories that some that are super successful and super popular sort of graduate to the celebrity title. Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't grant them the understanding that they're, um, better or that they're,
0: yeah, I like what you said about that. A different specimen, I,
1: different breed.
0: I, I think we we f- we forget that. Maybe that's why we have such high expectations for them. Is because we are like, oh, they're so good at music, or they're 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 such a great artist in this uh, particular arena, and they're so much better at me and more talented than I am in that area. Which that might be true, but at the end of the day, in terms of character, everyone is still capable of of doing the same amount of good and the same amount of evil. And that's the truth, you know? Um, and I think, I mean, if my life was in the public eye, if I made a tiny mistake or even a big mistake, it's going to feel a lot bigger than me in my private life because it's, it's blown up everywhere and everyone's critiquing it and everyone has something to say. So yeah. I totally get that. Um, but I think that the problem is, is that right now we you know, a lot of our structures have been collapsing in terms of like the family being intact and people having communities outside of um, their family. So like if whether it's within like a religious institution or their school or whatever, and especially with COVID and everything being online, um, we haven't had that. So I think that the presence of having these positive celebrity um, interactions has increased in terms of like what we need in order Mm -hmm. to kind of feel fulfilled and have that void filled and even to like find direction, um, on how to like process everything that's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that's so true. when we've seen,
0: when we've seen these celebrities, um, kind of disappoint us, it makes us, I don't know, be even
1: more down in the dumps, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause we've like attached our fandom or our, sort of a piece of ourselves to them and following their journey. Yeah. And putting them on this pedestal. We want them to perform. We want them to put out for us in the way that we would want them to. And yeah. then when they fall short in what, whatever it is or say they do something corrupt, unethical, um, we get like even more disappointed than if it was someone that we didn't care about.
0: Yeah. Or, I mean, I remember when I was younger and uh, Justin Bieber was, what was it, the DUIs? <laughs> No, I'm serious. Like this, I'm. I was really upset about that. The DUIs,
1: yeah. When he kind of got canceled for, I think he peed on something. He peed on like a car or a a monkey. I don't know. There were a few. (laughs) I watched the the, you know the roast of Justin Bieber. Yeah, they talked about it. That is an amazing roast. I don't do those anymore. Probably for good reason.
0: (laughs) I think they should. But they were so funny. They should have kept doing them because it's good to get like peg down a notch if you're a celebrity yeah
1: especially when some of like the funniest comedians are doing it that's that's so cool i want to do that i want to i want to have the roast of of me what do you think people would say i i probably could give people a lot of material to roast me on but i don't know i don't know We'll see. Maybe for my wedding. That's what my bachelorette party will be. A roast? Just a roast. That'd be fun.
0: (laughs) Um, No, but in all seriousness, there's there's been a lot more than just kind of like personal issues like the Justin Bieber thing a few years ago. I think that collectively, you know, we talk a lot on the show about the elites versus the people. Um, And I feel like there's been so many examples this year where a lot of celebrities have kind of been grouped together with going along with the flow where they're saying, "Okay, we are totally um, we want everyone to like follow the science. We want to be on board with the covid stuff. But at the same time, like we're going to do the Met Gala. We're going to make our staff wear masks while we don't because we have to take pictures and we're important. So therefore we're essential and don't have to wear a mask um you know you see people who are like uh, who do like the press conferences and they don't have to wear masks or politicians on their private jets and it's these people that we've put on a pedestal and then not only have they recently disappointed us in a personal way which maybe that's a little bit more overcomable but now it's become so blatant where it's just it's them being grouped together and kind of having this, like, we don't, we don't care anymore. Like, we're just going to do our thing yeah. and not follow the rules that everyone else has had to follow for two years. And it's still continuing to follow in a lot of places, you know?
1: Yes. Imagine being that egocentrically reinforced that the rules that you want everybody else to follow that you get mad when they don't follow over, you don't follow yourself. Mm-hmm. Like ima- just imagine that. Like it's like them themselves feel that they are better. Yeah, I e they have the route and moral obligation to d- like disregard what they're telling everybody else.
0: Do you think it's it's truly that they think that they're better? Or do you think that they just are so? They haven't lived a normal life in so long that they're just so detached from reality that they don't even see that they're being hypocritical.
1: I think both. Mm-hmm. I think for some, it's that they truly just don't know. Mm-hmm. Like say, even the Jenners, Kendall and Kylie Jenner, like they were born into a family that had already sort of. <laughs> I mean, there was no way they were going to grow up having a a childhood like most kids, where you're not in the public eye. Mm-hmm. So for them, they're a different story. But say AOC, for example, she we we hear this all the time. She was a normal college student. She, she went a to a celebrity
0: Boston. or a politician.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It seems like she's try, trying to be both, but maybe she should just pick a lane. I don't know. Um, but yeah, right. I mean, she had a stereotypically normal adolescent teenage years, and then graduated from college, and now she's on the career path that she is now. But she definitely probably would know how that is to not be in the public eye before she did become in the mm-hmm. public eye.
0: Yeah. So she might have more of a, she might be a little bit more tied to reality than maybe say the Jenners or the Kardashians where, I mean, they've lived their whole life kind of in this non-realistic world. Yes. Essentially. And they're kind of in survival mode and they might not pick up on the fact that, uh, Oh, like I got to do the the normal thing, and and the normal thing right now is like to wear a mask in public in certain places. Like for example, um, like in New York where the whole Met Gala thing took place, um, like you have still have to wear masks there. You have to show vaccination cards, all that stuff. And so seeing these like celebrities, and especially like the theme, I think made it even more obvious because you kind of got to see some of the outfits that didn't really make a lot of sense. And I don't want to go into too much detail about that because. I'm sure most people have, like, seen that on Twitter, but there was one that said, like, it was something about rights for women, and then oh, all the equal, women... equal rights for women. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the woman wearing... I actually
1: don't know this. Do you know the celebrity who wore it? Um, I know what she looks like, but I don't know who she was. Yeah, like I didn't know who she was,
0: to. but, um, you know, she's not wearing a mask, but everyone behind... All the women behind her are wearing <laughs> masks who have to work the event, and... I think we it, can group
1: that photo... They yeah. went around about that with that in that category of dystopian pandemic slash twenty twenty, twenty twenty one five. Slash
0: capital that, vibes from hundred yeah, games. We've it's used that analogy. Super too. creepy. Yeah. It's
1: super creepy.
0: Yeah. And um yeah, it just it just doesn't it doesn't feel normal and it,
1: it feels so weird. And I think How about equal rights for people who aren't elite? Yeah. <laughs> like that's what her dress should say. Yeah. For real. It's like you're saying equal rights for women and she probably is amongst the group that wants to say equal rights for everyone, who wants to be this social justice warrior type person, and then she's caught at the Met Gala, the most expensive <laughs> gala. That I mean, talk about the amount, what the, did they say the worth of the, the clothing, yeah. the worth of the people, the worth of the entire event, all these decorations, the amount of people working there. Talk about like all the value that did go into that event, yet all the people who aren't somebody are there like just staring like in the backs in the back of these photos and I can't tell if they look miserable or not because their their faces are covered by a mask so you can't even see like what their facial expressions are but I'm sure underneath they're like what the heck is going on? How did I get here?
0: Do you think they think that or do you think that they're desensitized to the situation too?
1: I don't know. Yeah. I mean maybe some are awake but they just got sucked into that job somehow. Maybe they were... Working for the catering company that was used for that event, or maybe they, uh, yeah, or maybe there are people that are just truly so obsessed with being worthy to these elites or worthy to these people that are celebrities that they're that they actually deliberately put themselves in those situations to do those jobs.
0: Yeah, I mean, like we could take let's take the the California recall election for an example. So there you have, assuming the numbers are correct, um, you have. What around sixty something percent that voted, uh, no on the recall? So to keep Newsom in, and maybe they knew this, maybe they didn't. But his, I mean, his whole the whole reason why he got recalled was because of his COVID policies. People wanted to say, oh, it's the Republican recall, but I mean. There was a huge percentage of independents and Democrats that signed the petitions to put him on the recount to have this recall election anyways yeah. from the beginning. So it wasn't just this like Republican movement. And if you looked at a lot of the top candidates, there wasn't even um, like on their platforms. A lot of the things were Uh, taking the COVID restrictions down, um, fixing the wildfires, help, like getting, helping the homeless. It wasn't like traditional, I would say conservative social issues. I didn't see anything about LGBT, like taking away LGBTQ rights or, uh, restricting abortion. Like that wasn't what the recall election was about yet. People. They didn't vote in their best their best self interest because that was an opportunity to look at this Gavin Newsom character, where he's he's basically a Ken doll. He's not he's not a a real aside from what he
1: looks like because he does look like a Ken doll too. But aside from what he looks aside like, from yes. what he
0: looks like, he he's this kind of hollow figure and he's had this very privileged life um he's kind of been given this route to being a politician through his family connections um and his kids go to private school and they've been in school the whole time while you know his well um the rest of the state their kids the public schools aren't open and people who actually Need to work, and our single moms can't send their kids to school and that sort of thing. Um, but he's part of the celebrity class, and that was an opportunity to say, you know what, I'm—we're done with the celebrity class for right now. Like, let's just take a chill break for a little bit. Maybe we can reevaluate. And the people chose not to do that. So that's what my question came back to when I asked you, like, do you think the people working at this event, like, I would be curious, like, what percentage of them? is also blind to this whole dynamic too. And it's just kind of accepted. Oh, there's this royalty class. And that's just how things are. And like, it's, I'm, I'm just excited to work here. And even if I have to wear a mask, like, I'm just so excited to be here. Um, and then what percentage of people are awake and are upset and see you through this and they, they don't like how they're being treated. They don't like being treated like a second class citizen, especially when that's not what we were founded to be. You know?
1: I think that now that you raise that question and we, I can dissect it a little more. I do think my heart and mind tell me more so that it's the latter of that people don't know and are just kind of sucked in mm-hmm. and they aren't aware from like an external perspective of how weird that dynamic is of that they're serving these people mm-hmm. and that while they are under these restrictions, um, the people that they're serving are exempt from them. Mm. I think that they are probably just unfortunately, yeah, not awake to, to yeah.
0: it. Cause like another celebrity that he, he wasn't a celebrity before this whole COVID situation, but he became one was, uh, Dr. Fauci, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, he might be gripped with AOC just like this, Politician slash authority figure who's also a celebrity, yeah. So, and I think that there's like several and a god, like
0: people. You know those uh those like Catholic (sighs) Christian candles that you get with like Jesus or he's on them, he's on them, and him and some of these other people. But definitely, and I remember people be like, oh, like Fauci's my god, like I love worshiping Fauci, and it's just like even if a doctor cured me of cancer he's not my god like thank you so much i appreciate you You, like that's a i'm i'm indebted to you to some extent um but you're not my god you're not i don't owe you my like attention i saw that level you don't owe anyone that even like a sibling
1: or your spouse, like we are all equal to each other. No, and you shouldn't be canceled for having that mindset either. Yeah. I saw a clip of Fauci saying, he's speaking about himself in the third person saying a threat against Dr. Fauci is a threat to science itself. Threat against science. Yeah. Okay. A, he's speaking in the third person. That's not like someone else saying that as a joke. He's actually saying that. And B, What? He's not the face of science? Could we even call him a scientist at this point? Uh, I mean, the purpose of science is to pursue truth. And it seems like he is not pursuing truth, that it's more to preserve a certain narrative. And just the way he's speaking like that, it's so black and white and super passive aggressive. And yeah, yeah, I don't like the tone behind it at all. No. I got to find that clip, though. That's we won't a, play it. but That's a
0: really good clip. I forgot about that one. Yeah, but, I mean, in that moment, he's definitely... I mean, so this is someone who um, has made a lot of money with the federal government. Highest uh, paid federal Go, government, government official. official in the U.S. Um, and, you know what? He hasn't been a celebrity before this. No one knew who he was. I think that if you look into his... I don't want to get too much in a rabbit hole, but if you look at his history, I think that he always wanted to kind of have this moment um with his career and now he has and he's totally taken advantage of it i mean imagine being a nerdy tiny little italian man um scientist doctor type and then all of a (laughs) sudden you are 80 and you become a celebrity and people have candles of you like a god yeah that's gonna go to your ego and you're gonna say stuff like Totally. Oh, I am the science um
1: <laughs> took a year <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah but that just shows I mean he wasn't, fi- he wasn't I am
1: science he
0: wasn't like this kid celebrity like Miley Cyrus or Kendall Jenner or some of these other people like he was in the sh- shadow of the public eye for most of his life and he's just as bad as people who some of these other people maybe worse you know he has
1: it's gotten to his head, yeah. I think
0: it's just it just shows how fast you know it how we are so weak by ourselves, and our ego is so weak we constantly have to have either ourselves
1: checking it or someone close to us checking our egos because
0: otherwise,
1: yeah, you know, like if if you notice anything with me ever, I know I have trust in you that you will step in and say, "Hold on, dial it down." Let's, like, chat about this. I don't know if Fauci's getting that or not, but maybe he (laughs) does need a little bit of of an intervention. And on the other hand, say someone who's complete opposite, who had a very um, similar jolt of fame and jolt of... Uh, popularity and audience growth was Jordan Peterson. Mm, Yet he it. didn't start saying I am science what? or I am the face of psychology. He didn't do that. He understood that he needed to remain calm, that that's what he's drained to do is be a scientist who's able to stay level headed, who is in pursuit of science and in pursuit of logic and reason and truth and rationality and not let it go to he- his head and, and get, I don't know, stuck in this whole fandom.
0: I totally agree. That's yeah. a great example. Can we talk about some other celebrities or public figures that are kind of in the same category as Jordan Peterson? That, you know, because the majority of celebrities and the majority of Hollywood, the majority of our leaders, I think, have tr- have proven to be um, not trustworthy, um, not really people to look up to in terms of character and see themselves as this like elite class and don't really seem to care about any of us, which whatever, that's fine, I guess. Um, Can we talk about the celebrities that actually people have been resonating with and kind of have been turning to as either information source or just kind of a hope source or just feel like they can relate and relate to them and like their content? Well, we could just
1: Start off with a bang and say (laughs) the title of this episode and someone who we I I say I would look up I look up to Tim yeah I respect him Mm -hmm. I respect his authenticity and his earnestness I mean he is so he is such an open book first of all which I find solace with and I I I feel like personality wise I attach to that I think that people who can be just so transparent about whatever and and ground themselves and know their flaws and speak on those flaws like he does that all the time like literally yeah. every time he opens his mouth. So I really like that and he's not he's not one of these comedians that just had one taste of success or one of these um, say influencers, these personalities that that has had the taste of success. And then just gone off the deep end because I feel like that's what I see with a lot of people, especially even like TikTokers, Instagram influencers. It's just like a constant never-ending spiral of like wanting more and more and more and more. And I don't get that from him.
0: Yeah, I think that he's very um, aggressive in his career and he's he's making the right moves. But I think because he has decided, okay, I'm going to be independent. No one can own me and I'm going to actually – I want to stay – like. He wants to be he needs to be relatable. That's why his audience likes him. And he needs you know? to be in
1: complete control of his content too. Like he yeah. could never sign on to a network or or only be under some sort of other entity. He needs to be in control of it, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think that um that's that's why I mean he's selling out way bigger shows than a lot of comedians right now and he hasn't been offered a Netflix special. And that's that's not mm. a cool <laughs> wonder why wonder why yeah but it but it just shows it's like i think that these these powers that are even higher higher not higher than celebrities but kind of making the decision makers behind okay what's the content you see who are the people that you're exposed to um who's telling you the news who who are your leaders who's giving you science Scientific information, who's, who are the doctors that you're supposed to trust, all that stuff, the people making those decisions, they are terrified of giving someone like Tim, um, a platform, you know, and that's why I don't think he's gotten a Netflix deal. It's not that he's not funny or talented or beyond qualified because he is, um, you can see that through his sales and his shows and and the the tours that he's doing, the size of these venues, Um, but it's because, you know, they're afraid of the power that comes from speaking the truth and being honest about it. And I think that people, people are done. We don't want to be fed lies anymore. And I really even have a hard time watching movies anymore and trying to like be in escape mode, which is why I think, for example, the the Emmys had what, uh, under a million views.
1: Oh, ratings were horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that same pattern has happened with every other major award show in music or film or TV since before the pandemic. Yeah, because they've just—I think people are awake and know that if you watch those events, it's just going to feel uncomfortable. They're not funny, and it's just going to be woketopia. No one wants to watch that.
0: Yeah, well, and it's interesting because I think that because we don't have a um, like a single religion that's tying us together as a country and our family structures have fallen apart we look to Hollywood and celebrities and even like our president um, to be kind of that uniting figure for us Um, and we haven't had that at all so I think because things have felt so divided on a political side and then so untrustworthy and just kind of being fed up with the celebrity side of things we've all scattered and kind of found these people that are outside of that, you know, and and probably mm-hmm. Joe Rogan's the biggest one out of all these different groups. But I think that that's kind of where we're at where it's like, okay, can't look to the politicians. I can't look to Hollywood. Um, you know, if you don't have that family, we can't even tactic. look at,
1: at to, towards CEOs either. Really not like big, business icons, at least I personally don't look towards them as mentors. I feel like Bezos and Zuckerberg and Dorsey and these massive tech giants have kind of ruined that for me because I've lost trust and faith in them. I think that they have been extremely slimy and um, under the radar with some unethical things that I don't support. So it's hard for me to look at any – Say a CEO or company um, executive that's at that level and think that how they've gotten there was a different path. Interesting, yeah. Because um, I used
0: to be. I mean, I think about Steve Jobs and I've I've read his uh, biography, and that that's one of the top people that I look up to in terms of just business and being an American visionary. and all that stuff. Visionary. Same with uh, Walt Disney, and yeah, I, I think about the CEOs of big companies today and I just... No, there's not a
1: single one that's a hero to me.
0: I just feel disgust,
1: you know? Yeah, like there's not a single one of their lifestyles that I'm like, oh, I want that. Like what they're doing, and I'm sure in a lower level or in a tier just under those like big tech companies, there are probably some.
0: Yeah, for sure. But
1: at least in that top, top elite bracket, there isn't one. That's
0: interesting that you bring that up because I feel like... We were just kind of talking about okay, are there people that are in this people kind of servant class that are still cool with all this elite people doing what they're doing and they don't call it out yet they're still wanting them themselves to be like masked up for example just kind of using I that. Think as I know a you with this, yeah. And I have so many friends from different passive uh, pa- pa- walks of life, especially like some people not just friends but acquaintances um you know even from like high school and stuff and I see on their social media like oh like oh my gosh the Met Gala this that like uh, flaunting their eyes over it or uh they just picked up a job at Google or they just picked up a a job at Intel or whatever and then at the same time they're advocating for all of these like uh social justice rights stuff and then at the same time they're also advocating for everyone being locked down and masked and everyone vaccinated even if you can't get vaccinated all this stuff and so it's like there's all these inconsistencies because number one you're saying you're a social justice uh, civil rights person um, which is in direct conflict with how you want to handle COVID and then on top of it you're for these um, celebrities not following the COVID things that you think everyone needs to do to keep you safe. So you're like having all these contradictions with these three categories.
1: Yeah. And they don't all blend together. They don't all
0: blend together. And you won't, no one's picking a lane. And then they want to have all the enti- all the identities of all of that. And then I'm realizing, wait, who are you? Do you know who you're, se- who you are? Because You're just a blend of these three propaganda categories and messaging systems and you don't really – you say you identify with all of them but you can't even see the inconsistencies in them. And so so you don't know who you are and you don't know what you believe.
1: Because they haven't taken a step to really realize that or a step back to realize that and they – don't understand that those are actually all part of one narrative or like one bigger narrative. Mm, interesting. And I do think that it is kind of controlled. And it, it, I think that all three of those smaller categories do fit into this one sort of side narrative. And I think that the people, whoever is in control, whoever the they is, are they know that. They That's want people so, to attach to that. That's it because –
0: if you look at it logically, it doesn't make sense because they're. In, if you compare all three of them at the same level, it doesn't make sense. But you're right. When you take it to that higher level, it does make sense because whoever the they is, they want things to be shut down because they want they want their income to increase. Like Amazon, for yeah. example. So let's take let's take like Jeff be- Jeff Bezos. So he wants these lockdowns because that means that his income can grow while all these mom and pops. Shops have closed during COVID. Um, He wants you to be excited to work for him because he wants a bigger class of employees that are at the bottom and less people that are at the top, like in this elite category. Mm -hmm. And then, um,
1: you know. Zuckerberg. Yeah. He wants people to be at home more and on their devices more so that when we're on social media or using his Facebook portal or whatever his platforms are, He can suck more data from us. Mm -hmm. Same with Jack Dorsey. Same -hmm. with Apple. They want us to be at home. They want us to be on our devices more so that we can give them and their products more of our attention and data, which is a currency to them, probably the most pinnacle currency for them in terms of what will get them towards the goals that they want in the near future faster. So... And, yes. and on top Look of- Look for this. these motives. Yeah. Understand that they do not want the best for you or your health physically or emotionally. They are business moguls. They are running a business. And same with the politicians. I mean, it's all a business. <laughs> yeah. But go back to what you were kind of explaining. I, I interrupted. No, too. no, no.
0: That was re- that was a really good addition. Um. So yeah, and then the, the third component. So you have, you know- let's let's take my friend um let's say my friend's name is emily i don't have a, i don't think i have a friend named emily so let's say emily so let's say you do know an emily i know oh, i do actually but that's not who i'm talking about okay um, I'm sorry anyways let's just <laughs> stop it anyway so let's take emily for example this is a made-up friend let's say that she <laughs> is starting her job at Amazon as what is it? Those warehouse
1: Amazon warehouses. Warehouse yeah.
0: managers. Okay, she just graduated. because She's doing that. She's so excited. She's working for a name brand company. Um, and then let's say she wants to feel good about herself, and she wants to feel like she's a good person, and she's like contributing to society. So she's posting all of this like social justice stuff, which is really just to distract us from what the real civil rights issues are right now. Yeah. And then on top of it, she wants to feel like oh, I care about health and science and people's well-being. So I'm going to post all this COVID stuff. To compensate. To compensate and to just like to to regurgitate more stuff, more propaganda. So you see like, okay, this person is just a sponge to all these different things. And now their identity is fully tied into this. And yeah, it, it doesn't make That's sense on analogy. paper. But when you look at it and you look at who's in charge – That's exactly what they want you to do, you know. Yes. Um. And it's just, it's just so interesting. I don't know.
1: Our last episode they recorded last week or the week before, which was an idea. I'll just repeat. I I said it in that episode as well, but I don't think that I knew how hefty of a topic that was—the difference between rotating and Mm -hmm. um, synthesizing—until we started getting into that mindset and preparing and getting our thoughts together before we recorded. And then even while recording, I just came to all these realizations about how so many things, like, I think that there are a very few amount of very broad and deep, hefty, sort of overarching big picture topics that sort of have a hand in pretty much everything that's going on in terms of where our society's heading. And I think that that one is one of them, this pattern of regurgitating and this pattern of wanting to not only just regurgitate, but regurgitate what fits the most popular narrative at whatever that time is. Mm -hmm. And I do think that it is very deep-rooted in our, I guess, this evolutionary longing that we have to feel understood and feel that we're on the right side of history and that we're I I do believe that most people's intentions are good. It's just because of what's happened in academia and what's happened with religion being shoved out and what's happened with parents with their devices being detached from parenting their kids to actually critically think and to actually ask questions like that is not being encouraged anymore. And I just had this um, thought literally in the shower earlier today um, when I realized that With online school and how we were on these Zoom meetings for hours and hours, we thankfully only had it for a year and a half. But there are a lot of schools that still have it right now. And maybe, for all we know, it will never go away fully. So I do think that the they, whoever these elites are in academia, um, or even beyond that, I'm not sure, want more students to be online because it's easier for that indoctrination or for that suppression of um, a more human style of like education setting to happen over this virtual screen lecture, as opposed to being in an in person room where you can read everyone's facial emotions, where you can sort of, if you have a question, you're more likely to ask it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to on Zoom, you don't want to ask it, and I just think that that's super interesting because I don't, I hadn't really thought about it that way until like just now and doesn't that make sense because yeah, it it's sense. easier for them to control and easier to continue this encouragement of regurgitation and not asking why questions and not raising red flags if they're going if they're able to keep or maintain the setting that is just listen and obey and that's it.
0: No, I totally agree and I think that it also presents a way to keep things um Black and more, white more oh, and more centralized, you know. I mean it's yeah. it's a it's a it's an it's a one way uh distribute like being able to distribute information um through one channel as opposed to things being more decentralized in each school system, each principal, each teacher is deciding for themselves what the um academic is gonna be. And we talked about that with the common core stuff and how that also centralized that a little bit more. Um but I think that there's kind of been this centralized narrative too with the um celebrities with the covid stuff too because i mean you've seen celebrities like chris rock and um oscar de uh what's his name uh hoya he's the Wait, who uh, oscar de la Jolla. He's um I think a
1: UFC fighter. Oh, okay. Got it, yeah. Yeah.
0: So so they both they both got the vaccine and they both got COVID and they suffered pretty severe symptoms recently. I, I know that Oscar, he was in the the hospital I'm not I don't think I don't know about Chris Rock at all. I think, think he, Chris
1: Rock's gotta be fifty, yeah. Over fifty at this point.
0: Yeah, so they had they had they had a hard time with it. Um and then pretty much immediately after this they both have made the argument to get vaccinated, whereas someone like Joe Rogan has 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 did not get the vaccine um he recovered from covid in two days and then he isn't encouraging people to do anything one way or the other he's kind of letting people make their own decisions and not butting in with his opinion um and i think it's really interesting how even someone like chris rock who he built his career off of calling out the system and um you know that's a lot people of people liked him yeah people love that they, that's what we need that's what we love comedians to do and that's why we we love Tim um, is because he's not afraid to call stuff out. Um And he's not afraid to take criticism. I mean, his most recent episode, Tim um, on Patreon was about this whole uh missing girl national park situation. And he got a lot. Rest of-
1: in peace, Gabby Petito. Yes. Everybody knows this by now. It's a crazy. S- I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think they found the guy, but it is, it's crazy. And it's sad. Yeah. I mean, a 20, 20- 2-year-old girl die. I mean that's like our age. So.
0: Yeah, but well for example Tim t- tweeted riff gabby and then pretty much after that he goes but don't go to a national park because apparently I didn't know this but a lot of murders and disappearances happen in national parks just because it's like a super remote place. It's it's easy
1: so vast. To,
0: yeah, it's easy for people easy to hide. hide bodies and yeah. that sort of thing. Um and I didn't know that but he was explaining on his Patreon episode how much he got all this backlash for it. And he's like, that's my job though. Like my job is to make light of these like tough situations and add commentary and be controversial. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not doing my job. And so when I see celebrities, especially like Chris Rock, who was known for that fall Stop into doing this, that. It, it, it makes me concerned. And I think that's what drives people to Tim, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 No, I mean, Tim, Tim practice and pre- practices and preaches a big aspect of comedy, which is that it's used to cope with things that are hard and it's mm. used to cope with things that are actually really scary and that we fear and that we try to deal with. Like even Pete Davidson talks about this all the time. Chris Rock used to talk about that all the time. I don't think Chris Rock does like shows anymore, but, um, him sort of taking, this more fearful stance on covid and not having any humor attached to it whatsoever just kind of goes against like his entire brand that he's built for himself
0: yeah that's a good point point. and especially when this has been so clear that there is a lot of hypocrisy to call out as a comedian with the covid stuff i mean there's just so much material that you could use um if that's your thing mm-hmm. uh should we play that old chris rock let's play it okay
1: it's not too long, right? No, it's like not.
0: just a few seconds. Yeah. Oh, we didn't do the output.
1: <laughs> we'll we'll attach it. <laughs> yeah, we'll attach it in there.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was it. Was a really good clip, and it 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 was, it reminded me of kind of, <laughs>
1: the old know. school, old and yeah. yeah, old Chris Rock that was so hilarious and really, I mean, he set the tone for. Comedians, I'm, I'm sure it was a big inspiration to Tim too at some point.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a catalyst to get him into what he's doing now. But yeah, people can change and that is not a bad thing. I am actually totally in support of change um, depending on what it is. I, I, I just really want everyone to always be going up. I want everyone to always be improving. Might not be visible every single day. But I do think like Jordan Peterson in his book, one of his rules in 12 rules for life is compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. I love that. And I think that that is such a good quote because just like with the celebrity conversation, we're always comparing ourselves to other people. Mm -hmm. We're comparing ourselves to these gods, like as our modern day gods. And it makes us feel horrible about ourselves. And we're like, well, I just should give up because I'm never going to be like them or I should just give up on life because all I ever want to know is how it is in their lives. And I'll never be able to know that, but that's so toxic. And it doesn't actually push us towards like healthier relationship with ourselves within ourselves. It makes so much more sense. And it's so much more tangible and doable to really only be comparing ourselves to who we Mm -hmm. were yesterday. And then, just do that every day. Like it's pretty, it's pretty easy. No,
0: I love that you bring that up. Well, easier said than
1: done, but so yeah, yeah. I, I think
0: it is easier said than done, which is why it's easier for us to compare ourselves to a celebrity um, and even to kind of fantasize about, oh, what could our life be like? You know, I think that's why the Kardashians were so successful. It wasn't even all about like their their show wasn't talent. You know, their show was. Um, You get to see, it was access. It was about access. You get to see into our lives and it's cool. I mean, I'm probably never gonna own that many cars, that many houses, that many private jets, that many nice clothes. So of course, like this is my glimpse into that. It's my glimpse into royalty. You know, I'm a peasant. I'll never live in a castle. I'll never have those jewels. And it's easier to compare ourselves to that and want that access than it is to compare ourselves to our past self because that means that we actually have to improve and we have to work on ourselves. We have to clean up our own rooms. And Mm -hmm. that's a lot of work. It's a lot more work than turning on the TV and enjoying ourselves for an hour or whatever, you know? That's true. So I think that's that's the cycle that we're stuck in and that's why a lot of us, we give we give the Met Gala a free pass. We give the Emmys a free pass. We give these celebrities <laughs> it's a because we want to see the access. Yeah, we want we, we want to see the access so much that we're willing to mask up ourselves, our children. We're willing to to make everyone <sighs> take you know. So
1: interesting. Like
0: that's what it is, and it's because yeah. we, we're so ingrained to wanting this
1: um, this glimpse into what it would be like to feel that to to especially these people that are working at the event to be that close. Like, Oh, I'm breathing the air as Timothy Chalamet, as he walks by, like that's the closest I'll ever be to understanding his life and his like perception through his eyes at that moment. Like, yeah, there's something, it seems so exclusive that you feel exclusive.
0: Yeah. Like I have, I've had friends where, um, like they get more excited to update. Think about this. Okay. If you, um, If you finished college versus you seen um, a celebrity in L.A., what do you think? Like some people are equally excited and equally willing to share those two stories, even even though one is
1: accidental
0: and one is based on your own accomplishment, Mm -hmm. which is crazy, you know? Yeah, I Um, love that. But that's the world that we live in, and we've lived in it for a really long time. I mean, this goes back to... Even um, the Bible, so I, I forgot about this until right now. But um, in the Old Testament, um, when the the Jewish people wanted a king, and they went to God and they were like, "Can you like give us a king?" and He was like, "Why yeah, do you?" They need wanted
1: a- an idol, like a, a real visible idol to.
0: Well, not an ad. They wanted a person. Like, yeah, they wanted like an actual physical. Okay, person. Okay. Yes. Yes. And God was like, "Well, what do you need a king for? Like, you are, we, you have your relationship with me. Like, you don't need a king. You don't need someone ruling over you. You're good." They're like, "No, no. Like, we really need a king." And so He gave them. I think Saul was the first. Saul was the first king. Yes, and yes. then David. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he gave him a king and then that king turned out to be bad. And then David had to fight the king, you know, <laughs> but that but that just shows like
1: you just repeat this and repeat it and repeat it.
0: Yeah, like this isn't this isn't anything new. And this is something that my dad says, but it's it's um it's what's the quote? It's um same people, different time, which means just like. Yeah. We have the same habits and there you know, there's always been centuries
1: be. and centuries. Um, I just realized something while you were saying the thing about um we were still talking about the Met Gala. I realized so there's um an actress who is in Game of Thrones mm-hmm. who did a TED talk. Her name's Maisie Williams. Her TED talk is amazing. She Um, worked on building an app before she did this TED Talk. So it was kind of like a promo part of like her promo campaign for the app. But basically the entire TED Talk was talking about how since she obviously has a glimpse into like this fame world and, and interacting with other celebrities and this artistic, more Gosh. entertainment business, she does know firsthand what it's like to work with some of these people and be someone who has a massive fan base and what that means and was a child star. So she has really understood, like from all levels, mm-hmm. um, what that actually feels like. So the TED Talk, though totally different than what you would expect of someone in her in her realm is like basically all she did was encourage that if you're one if you're someone who wants to know this feeling of being a celebrity or wants to get into that world or wants to be in the entertainment business pursue talent over wanting to be famous really isolate a talent really develop in a talent like it's basically more she's basically just encouraging more talent in this entertainment Hollywood world right now isn't it and t- like, we don't encourage that. We're not encouraging people to increase in talent. We're encouraging people to increase in followers. We're encouraging people to increase in public eye and publicity and popularity and short
0: term TikTok fame. Exactly. Yeah. It's
1: so much more numbers and popularity based than it is about talent. And granted, there are a lot of amazing, talented artists who totally stay in their lane. But then there's like the Kar- Kardashians and the. I don't know. D'Amelio
0: system sisters. that are
1: <laughs> that have been sucked in and they're being manipulated and are falling down more the path of trying to retain popularity and forget the talent and forget the, I don't know, the wholesome groundedness that they probably should have a little bit more. Well,
0: of. it's harder. It's, it's interesting that you bring that up because this is going back to Tim. Tim's brought this point up and once he opened my eyes to it, I, I've really thought about it a lot, but it's this... It's this comparison between talent and access. And I, I talked about that briefly with the Kardashians and I agree with you. And I think that the reason why we've put on a pedestal access and followers and um, blowing up is because, frankly, anyone can do anyone can do that. But not everyone has talent in a specific area. Yeah. Now, everyone may have a talent. But not everyone's going to be – there's only one Frank Sinatra. You know what I'm saying? So like that level of talent in one specific area, there's a very small number of people that are going to get to that level and be recognized because you can be talented and not recognized during your lifetime too. Like that's totally a possibility. That's what happened with uh, Van Gogh. He died penniless and mentally ill, but his – But an
1: actual genius. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's the thing is – but access – you're in more control of that. You're you. You just have to blow up. You and anyone can do that. You and don't social have media to have is it making it talent. easier
1: to. Pr- it's promoting, yeah. It's it's encouraging people to more so focus on the virality and the blowing up and the growth, like n- numerically, as opposed to, say, yeah, exploiting you, a talent.
0: Do you think that we'll have a renaissance in some of this thinking? and better I hope art will so. come out cuz i think that we're at this brink where like, i think we're
1: right before it if it does happen.
0: Yeah, or yeah. do you think we'll go into a dark age and, and then it'll take a while for the renaissance to happen?
1: Mm. No, i think that we're i think that we could be really close. I think that a lot of people are waking up to the downsides of social media and i've even seen with certain celebrities like even say Tame and Paula or Maisie Williams who i just talked about. Mm-hmm they're not utilizing social media to grow themselves because they know that what's more important to them is increasing their talent, increasing their skills, and growing within themselves. That social media doesn't allow them to do that. It actually detracts from their own success in life. So I do think that if we see more, if, if say celebrities are people that pave the way or these people in the public eye that pave the way and that normal folk mm-hmm. <laughs> look to them in terms of these trends, then the more people at these higher levels that we see with higher uh, follower counts and and bigger audiences start to do that, then everyone else is going to follow mm-hmm. but when's that going to happen i don't know that's do my prediction
0: that's a good prediction. Do you think that um do you think that there do you think that there's a reason why um kind of the they character in this whole situation isn't super excited about giving people with talent a platform? Like, do you think that's threatening? Do you think it's easier to have a celebrity that's a controlled celebrity? Someone that, um, you know, isn't because I mean, the more talent you have, the more independence you have, because it's a superpower to have talent, to have people just, recognize you for that as opposed to your relevancy, you know, because mm-hmm. yes, that can't really be controlled, point. whereas relevancy can be controlled. I mean, whoever's behind the algorithms on TikTok could be like, oh, this person's going to blow up. You I know? think
1: what the algorithms and what these companies, especially the, say they, the business leaders, the elites behind even all these social media platforms, I think that they want to give uh, public figures, influencers, such high follower counts and such like untouchable audiences, or sorry, like an untouchable amount of like numerical popularity that it makes normal folk think that they can't be like that. Mm -hmm. So then it actually detracts us or deters us from from even trying. Because yeah, to them talent is a threat. They don't want us to think that we can go viral. They don't want us to think that we can build audiences or find communities for ourselves. They want us to follow this controlled community, this controlled set of elite celebrities, public people, because that's easier for them to control.
0: Yeah. Well, think about even on a micro level, um, that's a really good point. I don't know why I haven't thought about this before, but okay, let's take all the late night shows, all the late night comedy shows.
1: <laughs> I wanted to talk about, yes, yeah, let's get into it. But yeah. pretty
0: much all of them have been uh, Corrupted. They all have, they all, they all, they all are in it. They want their check. They want their, they don't want to give up their show. And they all pretty much say the same message except for uh, Bill Maher. Um, Mm. And I think it's, it's kind of mirrors what you're saying with social media where it's like, okay, if I, if we know that these people are on our side, that they'll say our message, that they'll promote, they'll promote the COVID stuff, just like a lot of celebrities um, on Instagram have promoted the COVID stuff. We don't need to give a younger person a shot at this job because actually that is a risk for us. If we replace um, Jimmy Fallon with Tim Dillon, we have to figure out how to then control Tim, but we already know how to control Jimmy. So we're not like, we're not going to make that change, even if Tim could drive our ratings up. And that's where we're at is that, yeah, you're right. Being able to control someone is more valuable and a better currency than even the ratings or even the monetary success that, that could drive. And yeah. that's where we're at right now. Which and is then so they just keep
1: that, they just keep that strategy intact and just keep going back to it and utilizing it because it's already been done before and they've already navigated it. So they just continue. Yeah. And another thing, speaking on the late night talk show hosts or any talk show hosts is I've noticed, so there's a theme of more talk show hosts emerging. Kelly Clarkson, Drew Barrymore, more female ones. Oh, okay. But I've also noticed that So like Ellen used to always have random people, like normal civilians, like if she came across a viral video, like everyone knows Noah, that one little, like the apparently kid was like apparently, whatever, random, random kid from whoever knows where, don't know. And, and, and she would give a platform to random people Well, now, I can't remember the last talk show. I mean, I don't watch these by any means, but sometimes if I come across it on social media or YouTube or something, I'll watch it or I'll see the title. Well, none of them are having normal folk on anymore. It's only giving airtime to celebrities who have already built an audience or a platform or popularity for themselves. What the heck? So it's basically even more solidifying this world of of eliteness. And it's,
0: it's like, you guys. (laughs)
1: <laughs> literally, Maybe we
0: all need to. You're nothing. That. We're the
1: entertainers. Don't talk. You're not talented. Listen to us because we know better than you. And don't ask questions. Like that's literally it.
0: It's like the outfits. Even the outfits. It reminds me of like the Effie. What was it? Effie girl? Effie.
1: Yeah, Effie. Yeah, yeah the Capitol has the nicest, most extravagant. I mean, glamorous sort of lifestyles, clothes, how they look, they all get their makeup done, these nails that they can't even wipe their asses with. And and then there's like the servants that are in the black and white peasant clothing and they're just there and they're just supposed to behave themselves and never talk. And I wonder, like say you were Billie Eilish who rolled up to the Met Gala oh. and you saw all these people, like do they even look at them? Are they acknowledging them? Are they saying thank you? I just, I, I would love to be on a fly on, uh, be a fly on the wall at some of these events. Yeah, just I, to see. Yeah, like if if there's any amount of humanity mm-hmm. still left in them. Yeah, I'm sure there is some. There's some in a few. Well, I
0: think it's hard to make that humanity connection too when people's faces are covered up.
1: Yeah, I think it's a lot. It's easier to dehumanize.
0: It's just yeah, and I, I just, I don't know. It's it's tough. And I think that, you know, like we said two years ago when all this stuff was a lot more uncertain, um, there was more room for people to be confused and kind of go with these narratives. But now now it's it's really clear. And what's really interesting is that um, when you look at a lot of or like pivotal times in history, um, like the American Revolution, apparently there was a third that was for the the revolution to the patriots. Yep. A third that was loyalist. And then a third that was like,
1: eh, I don't know. I'm just going to do my thing. <laughs> I'm figuring it
0: out. I, I don't really know what's going on. And <laughs> I don't really care what goes happens. And that's the same thing that we're dealing with now, I would say. I think it's a third, a third, and a third. And I want there to be more thirds that are uniting. I, I want people. I want that
1: neutral third to be the biggest. I want that to, to be the strongest. Yeah. I feel like that neutral third is humble and Skeptical, but healthily skeptical and grounded and not so extreme on either side that they're gonna have a hard time seeing the big picture. Mm-hmm. I want that to be strong. Yeah. And sure. I think that we can get there.
0: I agree. I, I'm positive. I, I feel good. I think seeing the protests in New York um, this past week have been really awesome.
1: We, the, in Melbourne. Yeah. That was huge. The Australia
0: stuff has been great to see. Um it's been great to see Denmark is not doing the vaccine passport anymore. A few other yes. countries in northern um Europe. Um so we're just we're going to keep hanging in there and we're going to keep doing what we got to do and you got to keep doing what you got to do and it doesn't it doesn't matter, you know, where you stand with if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, but it's this is about human rights. And this is about choosing how to live your life and that's the most important thing you know
1: I completely agree and yeah although our celebrities right now and some of these politicians may seem like our modern versions of God always just at at least if I mean I'm a fan of a lot of people like Mm -hmm. I but I think it's good to keep myself in check and know that no matter what I mean I'm Catholic I believe in God and I just have to always keep that as highest priority and catch myself when I notice if i'm like i don't know putting more too much attention towards someone or something I as opposed so, to that
0: that's a good point if you don't know what your if you don't have that priority list and check and make sure that the 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 thing that the people that are the most important to you are at the top of that list um then that hole is going to get filled with things that aren't important like celebrities mm-hmm. um and so i think you're 110 percent right because that's just how we're We're engineered. We've been engineered like this since the dawn of time. We're looking to fill that and can't let it be filled with things that are ultimately bad for us and bad for humanity. So,
1: yeah. And I hope that there's not uh, another season like this whole Met Gala Emmy season of more of these events and like public sort of elite events that um, get covered so much because I feel like the whole Met Gala thing with everyone posting and, on Twitter, it just it took up like a good four days of people obsessing over it. And that's a lot of time and a lot of people doing the exact same thing. So I hope that that we don't have that anytime soon, because there's a lot of issues on I mean, going on, I mean, even the Afghanistan crisis isn't even closed out yet. The border situation is hefty. And we're still in a COVID lockdown to an extent. And there's a lot of things that we need to still keep our attention towards that I do believe are immensely more important and more vital in the big picture of our of our lives right now so yeah even just a couple of days of obsessing over celebrities waste that time yeah it it detracts from the focus oh
0: for sure no matter what even if you're critiquing them like we would critique them for way too long i like let's move on let's move uh, on
1: yeah <laughs> i completely agree
0: <laughs> like, like i said my piece and then i was like i'm done and I think that's good. And try to, you know, check out some of these other people. Check out Tim. Check out Joe Rogan. I'm sure a lot of people listen to Joe Rogan, but
1: Jordan Peterson. Jordan
0: Peterson. Yep. Um. Who else? Oh, Nikki Minaj. We forgot to talk about that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Nikki. What that the heck? That was a plot twist.
1: Never in a million years. <laughs> okay, plot t- twist in this episode, but also plot twist in terms of my entire perception of her over her entire career that I knew of. She surprised me in a lot of different ways. For anyone who doesn't know, she didn't come out as like against the vaccine. She came out just raising questions towards the vaccine. And just because of her raising questions, she was labeled an um, anti-vaxxer, I don't know, an antithetical sort of figure. And I think that that whole situation was super interesting and now she's sort of binded together, uh, bond of forces with like Tucker Carlson, yeah. which is a duo I never thought that we would ever see. And it's really interesting, but I'm kind of, I'm into it because no matter who it is or what their background is or even what their beliefs are, I do think that something that I really respect in people is that ability to critically think and ask questions. Like I will oh, never, sure. I will never look down on someone because they're trying to do that when it's coming from a truly curious and um I guess like hunting longing sort of position like of wanting to seek answers
0: I totally agree and I think that's why um you know Dr. Fauci and some of these other people were upset with her because it wasn't even that like the story that she told that Frustrated them. It was the fact that she told people to think for themselves and ask questions, and that is the scariest thing that these people don't want you to do. That's a that's the number one thing, and that's what we got to do. So, like, I think yeah. her doing that and coming out and going against the grain, especially in the world where she lives in, where that isn't the norm, um, is huge. I mean, it's it's kind of similar to Kanye's done similar things, and he still continued to be successful. So yeah. he's proven. This model that you know, once you get to a certain level of success, no one owns you. You know, you're you're still free. so Yeah,
1: you're uncancelable. Yeah. So, you, do you think that so Kanye is in that bracket of mm-hmm. being uncancelable? People have tried, but hasn't worked on a grand scale. Nikki, do you think that that's gonna apply to Nikki? Do you think that she's uncancelable? It seems like it. In has- terms of a popularity bracket, who's? I mean, she is so famous.
0: I think so, and I think in terms of wealth too, she's pretty secure in that arena. Um, I think what's interesting, but like
1: Ellen, she didn't.
0: But here's the thing: is that what What are you being canceled for? Are you getting Are you being canceled for speaking the truth? Or are you being canceled for you went along with the narrative too long, and now you've been exposed to who, about exposed to who you really are?
1: That's a good question. I don't know. I think it's different for a multiple. Of these cancellations. Because I think
0: that there's there's mo- there's different categories, but I think those are two different categories. I think that uh, Kanye and Nikki are being canceled for a different thing than some of these other celebrities.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think
0: that if you're, if, as long as you're following the truth and speaking the truth, that's going to attract people. And that's going to attract people to defend you, even if mm-hmm. the they is trying to cancel you, you know?
1: That's true. Versus
0: if you're getting canceled for being unauthentic then that might not be as recoverable
1: Mm -hmm. I think that in a lot of previous episodes and I mean it's a recurring topic that we discuss cancel culture and the rise of it and the sort of ebbs and flows that it's brought to society especially during the pandemic and with everything being more digital I think that in a macro scale there is a lot more about cancel culture that I dislike but I do think that there is silver lining in cancel culture that does show that people are in pursuit of truth and in pursuit of trying to check each other, Mm -hmm. which I think is some sort of a healthy behavior that we as humans in society are doing. Yeah, Um, Because I do think it comes from the position of, for a lot of people who are, say, doing the canceling, of trying to Make examples of public figures so that A, either that stuff doesn't happen again or B, like we want to improve. We want them to improve.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. At least I think that that is I,
1: a, a, some element to cancel culture. I do think that there are instances where it's just people trying to cancel people because they're bored and because they either feel empty in themselves or they just want to stir up drama, etc. But that's not the case for every single one of these occasions.
0: No, I think I think that there's a lot of truth to that. And I think that it's changed in the last four years. I think that um, cancel culture traditionally was kind of the last thing you said. It was kind of more of these people being bored or um, even, you know, the they or or tech companies wanting to cancel people that were problematic. So there's that category, too. Um, or demonetize people that were problematic to their agenda. Who are going against the narrative. So I think that there's that aspect, um, which is bad. And then there's the aspect of just holding people that are elite to be accountable. And I think that's good. So I think that there's, I think that cancel culture now has broadened its definition to expand both the good and the bad. And so it's kind of hard to uh, condemn it fully like you were able to, uh, several years ago but I think what's interesting is that the celebrities that do get canceled um, have deal with fake cancel culture manufactured cancel culture like Kanye mm-hmm. they're the ones who are able to overcome it which I think is um, a good sign so
1: yeah no that's true this is so random I just thought about this going back to the Gabby Petito case with how like TikTok. So many TikTokers were like hopping on this and like they found the van. They found all this stuff. And never before have we had like a nationally covered public case where we're really able to sort of credit normal folk through our technology that we've made for ourselves and not like cancel anybody. I mean, this doesn't go on with the cancel culture thing, but – I, that is a, a sort of a beautiful aspect of the technology that we have, and and doing good, or at least trying to like <laughs> help You're take help watched. take things in our into our own hands, and not just always trust that it's going to be these authorities that are going to solve all of our problems.
0: Yeah, clearly the TikTokers did a better job than the FBI. But <laughs>
1: true, <what laughs> yes, I say? exactly. In in less of a time, like in <laughs> three weeks that they had to try to look for this girl, they did it in like two days.
0: So, what you're saying is we should <laughs> cancel FBI, stop having a military budget, and just rely on TikTokers.
1: Yes. I'm, I'm not against it's it. Not a bad plan. I mean, there's never a <laughs> right answer, 100%, but yeah, I, I, I would have to think on it a little more. I honestly would be
0: fine with that. I'm I, cool.
1: I yeah. think that if scenarios like this can continue playing out where TikTokers are actually figuring out how to do real good or influencers are doing real good and and getting things on our on our radar that need to well not then, even yeah. just like Let's, call
0: just individuals like we can there's a lot that we can solve ourselves as individuals yeah. that the government can't even solve. The number one thing that the government's supposed to do like they can't even deliver on that. So
1: <laughs> that's true. So we need to take matters into our own, own hands without any instruction. We don't need instruction. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to say? Um, no. I think that we can end, the, end it on that positive note. Yeah. Sounds like a good that's place good. to stop. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad that we brought up the regurgitating um, element again because that was a really fun episode to record and I would encourage you guys to go and yeah, listen go to that if you haven't yet. check it out and um yeah
0: like and subscribe um add some comments if you guys have any feedback we always love hearing from you all Mm -hmm. um follow us at highly inspired podcast is that the instagram
1: yep that's on instagram and then we're just uh highly underscore inspired on twitter links will be in the description and just one other announcement that we've been wanting to make is that From now on, we're only going to be posting on Tuesdays.
0: (laughs) Yes, we're going to be posting every other Tuesday. Um, So be on the lookout for that. So you'll be able to kind of hopefully anticipate that and get ready and and be able to kind of start your week off with listening. So that's exciting.
1: (laughs) Yep, yes. Yes. It's a lot more easier to sort of predict in terms of when our next episode will be. So we're going to stick to that. And it keeps us sort of...
0: It keeps us accountable (laughs) and hopefully... Our end-end goal is to have an episode every week, but there will be more to come with that. So stay tuned. Yes. Thank you guys so
1: much for listening. Have an amazing week. Bye.
0: Peace.